Welcome to Classroom Quest K-12, where the art of teaching embarks on an epic gaming adventure. I'm your host, Stephanie Seagroves, bringing over a decade of teaching experience to this educational quest. This podcast is a rallying point for educators, combining the thrill of gaming with transformative teaching strategies. Here we use the mastery gamification methodology to overcome student apathy and engage students in their own hero journey. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready because you and I are about to launch our quest. Hey teacher friend, I'm glad you're here and thank you for tuning into Classroom Quest K-12 today. Today we'll take an engaging look into what happens to student engagement when we treat our classes like a gaming story. Let me tell you a little story. I'm standing in the front of my classroom looking out at my students. I've been teaching for a few years now, but my student population recently changed when state standards made my subject, Spanish as a foreign language, a graduation requirement instead of an elective. This means that my student population goes from students who had chosen to learn Spanish previously, and now I'm teaching everyone, whether they want to learn a language or not. With this change in student population, I notice a distinct change in student engagement in my classroom. As I look out at my diverse group of students, I can't help but notice that some students have their heads down, some students are doodling in their notebooks, and some think they're being sneaky by playing online games instead of taking notes. Nope, student engagement in school for the sake of learning is not what it used to be. But instead of lamenting that fact and refusing to change with the times, I dove into researching the best student engagement strategies to see what I could do. It's no secret that students are different than they were 20 or even 10 years ago. But different doesn't always mean bad. This generation of students has a lot of valuable talents and passions, and I want to help them live up to their potential in a way that works for them. Student engagement is critical in the classroom, but it's still one of the biggest struggles in education. Recognizing this, the Mastery Gamification methodology emerges as one of the best student engagement strategies, enhancing classroom involvement through its innovative approach. This methodology increases student engagement in several impactful ways, including the use of stories, challenges, and positive feedback. Essentially, Mastery Gamification employs the rules of video games to elevate students' learning experience, helping them to achieve higher expectations. Let's delve into how these elements, central to the best student engagement strategies, work to actively engage students in the classroom. We use stories in mastery gamification because stories are life, and good stories are highly engaging. If you need proof of this, just think back to the last time you were completely absorbed by a story, whether it was a book, a movie, or a video game narrative. Stories are engaging because they reflect the human condition and we see ourselves in the stories. We're talking about the power of narrative in the classroom and the power it has to shift mindsets and create the optimal environment for learning. Are you ready to level up your classroom? Let's hack the psychology of video game narrative and apply it in our classrooms. In the creation of my gaming system for my classroom, I asked gamers what they enjoy the most about video games. I got several replies, 
But the one that really stuck with me was that gamers play video games for the chance to be the hero. So I started thinking of how to expand on this idea of being the hero and what it could mean in the classroom. So I delved deep into using narrative in my video game classroom. Each of our stories starts when we are born. They will end when we die, and in the middle we live a life. You are the protagonist, or main character, of your own personal life story. Now, this isn't a self-centered thing. It's just how humans are born. The fact that you see out of your own eyes and not out of someone else's eyes makes you the protagonist of your own story. Every student in your classroom is the protagonist of their own story, too. Starting with that realization will already start you on the path of using narrative in your classroom. However, just being the protagonist does not mean that you are the hero of your own story. Let's take a look at the roles students can take in your classroom as the protagonist of their story. In order to invite students to participate in the story of our classrooms, we need to work from the perspective of the student being the protagonist of their own story. The story is about the student. But the protagonist is not necessarily the hero of the story. The protagonist can be the hero, the victim, or the villain. Let's take a look at what each of these roles looks like in the classroom. When the protagonist of the story is a victim, we quickly lose interest in the story. The backstory of a victim will often start with bad circumstances happening to them. And then the victim does nothing. Victims stay in the bad circumstances that started the story. Victims make boring protagonists because they don't do anything. They wallow in their circumstances and wait for someone to come rescue them. For example, if a protagonist is born into poverty, hates being born impoverished, and then gets mad at life for letting him be poor, he will likely not make the positive changes necessary to get out of poverty. In fact, he will likely continue the same cycle that victims before him lived. He may drop out of school, have a hard time keeping a job, and ensure that he stays in poverty as long as he maintains this victim mindset. Unfortunately, many of our students think this way because they were never taught that there is another way to think. I'm sure you can think of one or two of these students in your classroom. They refuse to take responsibility for their circumstances, for their education, for their mistakes. They refuse to take responsibility for anything. Many people fall into this victim mindset because it's easier to complain about circumstances than to decide to move forward, take responsibility, and change things. Unfortunately, while this victim mindset is easier than taking action, it leads to a very unfulfilling life and a very boring story. A student who gets into the habit of always having a victim mindset will not take responsibility for their education, for their success, or for their future. A student with a victim mindset can eventually grow into an adult with a victim mindset and into a life that has no direction. The victim refuses to take charge of his own journey and refuses to make his own decisions. In fact, he sees the journey as a series of events that just happen to him, rather than a series of choices to be made. The victim may or may not have an end destination in mind, but he definitely does not have a plan to get to that destination. 
The victim does not plan ahead, but is purely reactive when obstacles occur, often flying by the seat of his pants. The victim sees classwork as time to be served instead of an opportunity for growth and development. When the protagonist of a story is a villain, we quickly grow to dislike the protagonist. A villain is like a victim in the fact that they will refuse to make positive decisions for their stories. Also, they both usually come from bad circumstances beyond their control. A villain might also have been born into poverty or lost a close relative at a young age, just like the victim. Whatever the scenario, something bad has happened. However, where the victim chooses inaction, the villain chooses actions. But those are actions that harm or belittle others. In a way, a villain is on his own kind of mission. He's out for vengeance, to do harm because he himself was harmed. The villain has a chip on his shoulder and believes that it's his right to harm others because of it. The villain likes to feel powerful, and he shows his power by inflicting pain on others. Do you know any students like that in your class? The hero is the ideal student role for learning in the classroom, and the ideal role for a protagonist. A hero is a respected protagonist in the story. The hero is in charge of his journey and makes his own decisions. The hero has a destination in mind with a plan and the will to get to that destination. The hero anticipates obstacles and has a plan to overcome them, and he is confident in his ability to solve any problems that come up. The hero is confident and willing to learn and willing to get help when needed. If the protagonist of the story is a hero, then we have the potential for a good story. Generally, a hero's story will also start with bad circumstances, just like the victim and the villain. But the difference is that a hero does not accept circumstances as they are. The hero chooses to transform himself into the type of person that can overcome the bad circumstances. A hero is the student born into poverty, but he works every day to improve his athletic ability or studies every day to get good grades so he can earn a scholarship to a good college. A hero is the student who lost a younger sibling to cancer, but instead of going through life angry, he volunteers and fundraises to donate money to cancer research. The hero makes decisions that will mutually help himself and others. The hero decides and plans with goals to succeed, and it's only a matter of time before he does. This narrative reality of life is one reason people love to play video games so much. In video games, a player gets to be the hero. They practice, gain skills, and train in order to become the type of hero who can overcome the challenge or beat the boss. The hero is not yet perfect, but he is essential, and the game is nothing without him. If the best student engagement strategies taught students to be heroes in their academic life and outside their academic life, can you imagine the power they would have? So let's invite our students into a story in the classroom, one of the best student engagement strategies out there. Let's give them a fictional story that is engaging and exciting to follow as they work their way through the academic skills that they have to learn to overcome the challenge, just like in a video game. How much more exciting would math be if, instead of just 
learning to divide. Students were learning about division skills because those skills would be essential in their next boss battle. In history class, what student wouldn't love to travel back in time to meet and live life next to the giants of history? In a foreign language class, instead of just memorizing all those phrases that sound like magical words anyway, what if those magical phrases were incantations that could defeat the legendary La Llorona and save a town from her curse? That sounds like a school I wouldn't mind returning to every day. Yet even more than giving students a fictional story to engage them in our content, let's also teach our students what heroes do for real. Let's teach students that heroes don't accept bad circumstances as the only option. That heroes train and become the people they need to be to overcome any circumstance. Let's also share the nonfiction stories about real-life heroes who made positive decisions and changed the world. This narrative framework for the classroom blends easily with the next part to increase student engagement in the classroom. Give the students a challenge. Teachers know that the best zone for students to learn is called the Goldilocks zone, where the material is just a little bit harder than the student's previous knowledge. If the material is too hard, the student gets frustrated. If the material is too easy, the student gets bored. That's why the mastery gamification methodology uses mastery learning, so students can learn at the pace that is right for them. Students are given flexible test dates and unlimited redos so that they can take the time they need to actually learn the required material. Of course, just taking a test over and over again is a drag. But have you ever seen an avid gamer try to defeat a boss? An avid gamer will try again and again and again and again to defeat the boss in the level. Gamers cannot move on until they beat the boss. So, if a student wants to continue the game, they must continue to try until they succeed. Wouldn't you love to see that kind of dedication in your classroom tests? Let's reframe the challenge or test that students must complete with video game rules. First, we make a boss for the hero to fight. In my Spanish classroom, I use the mythical legends from Spanish-speaking countries like La Llorona and El Chupacabra. Then the lessons we teach become the training and the skills acquisition necessary to defeat the boss. When it comes time to test, we don't call it a test. It's a boss battle. I give students three attempts, or three lives, to defeat the boss. If students cannot defeat the boss, like pass at an acceptable level, I usually say 75%. Then I know they're missing something in the material, and I require the students to respawn. In order to respawn, I require students to do some sort of study activity, like making flashcards or completing helpful assignments in the area where they were struggling. Once they have respawned, they earn three more lives, or three more chances at the test. This system of challenges, tests, or boss battles is much more engaging to students than just taking a test. And if students can think of their studying as the training needed to defeat the boss, well, that's a win in my book. The third way that mastery gamification engages students in the classroom is with positive feedback. This is one of the most popular of the best student engagement strategies, but mastery gamification gives it a unique twist. Once a student defeats the boss at the minimum mastery level, 
we must celebrate. It is difficult for many students to achieve the minimum mastery level required to defeat the boss and level up. Students often have to use several lives and study a lot in order to accomplish this task. So once they do, their hard work should be recognized. Just like in video games, the mastery gamification methodology gives students badges after they defeat a boss and level up. I create an adventure log, which is a piece of paper designed with graphics and has a place for students to put their badges as they earn them. Students put this adventure log into the clear plastic pocket on their binder so that other students can see how many badges they've earned. The badges mean a lot to the students because they represent a challenge that the students have overcome through hard work. Plus, if you were given the chance to defeat La Llorona and you succeeded, wouldn't you want to show off that achievement too? The Mastery Gamification methodology provides the best student engagement strategies to increase student engagement in the classroom through stories, challenges, and positive feedback. Since it follows video game rules, students are familiar with the system and it makes school more engaging while also raising the standards for students. If you want to try hacking the psychology of video games and apply it in your classroom, I'd love to help you out. Now it's time to see what's going on in a mastery gamified classroom. My new semester starts next week. Woohoo! And I've been really working to get my mastery gamified curriculum ready to go for my Spanish 2 students. I've advanced the plot and come up with some new characters to help engage students. You remember Astrid, Illuminari. She's born of the stars but walks among humans. She's the companion of my students in this quest through time. Her purpose is to guide humans through time, encouraging the goodness in their hearts. So this week, I wrote a stepsister for Astrid, who will eventually become the main boss or bad guy of the story. I'd like for you to meet Nixia. She is a void-born and delights in chaos. She's not necessarily evil, but her chaotic tendencies often disrupt the good work that Astrid is doing. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that Astrid and Nixia look similar in the fact that they both have long wavy hair with clothes and hair that shine with starlight, and their skin tone is very similar. But while Astrid chooses to wear light-colored clothing, Nixia chooses dark. While Astrid has platinum blonde hair, Nixia's is gray and black. I want a similar but distinct look for these two half-sisters. They're opposite sides of the same coin, each needing the other. But Nixia's unpredictable nature is sure to cause some problems for Astrid and our hero as they continue on their quest. One big benefit of introducing members of Astrid's family in a Spanish language classroom is that we have the chance to practice family member vocabulary in a unique and interesting way. It's fun to learn that Astrid's dad is a star, her mom is a nebula, and her nieces and nephews are meteorites. It makes the learning more memorable because there's a story behind it. Now, teachers, it's time to heed the call of the quest. Get ready and gear up. Your master teacher quest is here, but only for those bold and brave enough to try. Your master teacher quest for this week is to identify one student with a hero mindset, 
one student with a villain mindset, and one student with a victim mindset. Now, do keep in mind, there's no such thing as a student who is 100% hero, or 100% villain, or 100% victim. But you're looking for the mindset the student has the majority of the time. Mentally compare, please not out loud, do not do this out loud, but mentally compare how the students differ. Identify the characteristics of a student with these mindsets with the goal of teaching all your students how to develop the characteristics of a hero mindset. Next week, we'll be exploring how teachers can help students cultivate a hero mindset. And there you have it. Now that you know the importance of stories and how stories impact student engagement in the classroom, I hope you can use this information to start thinking in the context of stories and how to leverage them for the benefit of your students. Until next time, remember, empowered teachers empower students, and empowered students learn. And if you want to schedule a meeting with me to see how we can customize the mastery gamification methodology to your grade and curriculum, find me at my Facebook, Instagram, or at my website at seagrowstrategies.com. I'd love to help you level up your classroom and to help you engage students. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Classroom Quest K-12. If you're curious to learn more about the Mastery Gamification Methodology or want to join the conversation, head over to my Facebook or Instagram. And if you know a teacher friend that would be interested in what you heard today, make sure to share this episode with them. Also, for those eager to see if this approach fits your teaching style, don't forget to sign up and get your free quiz at seagrowstrategies.com. Until next time, keep inspiring, keep teaching, and keep making a difference.